Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Fillmore Podcast. My name is Local Insomnia, and with me, I got my brother, Poet. What up, Poet? Hi, guys. Uh, happy to be here, and uh, we're going to be talking about Terminator 1 right. and 2. So basically, we just want to focus on these two movies as they were written and directed by James Cameron. I know in the later movies, he produced them, but we don't really count them as part of the original storyline. He even said after Terminator 2, this is where the story ends for him. Everything else was like cash cow and horseshit. Uh, so we're going to ignore those and just keep it to the original. So Terminator 1, made in, uh, released in 1984. Yeah, that's right. Uh, set in 2000. Uh, sorry. Set in 1984. The Terminators get sent back from 2029. Get sent to Los Angeles. Basically, one Terminator is there to kill Sarah Connor. Because she's going to give birth to her son, who's basically going to overturn the Terminators in the future. But the humans also send one guy back, a soldier named Kyle Reese, who has to protect Sarah Connor. And of course, you had the great Owen Schwarzenegger playing the Terminator, the 3800 model. What a movie. What do you think about it? When did you see it? And what are your memories about it? Yeah, I actually saw Terminator 2 first in uh, 92. So I guess this was around 1993. Uh, it was on TV and I finally caught it. And uh, I, yeah, I love the movie. I, I was really uh, drawn to um, Kyle Reese's character mostly. Um, but also Arnold Schwarzenegger's and Linda Hamilton were pretty good. And uh, yeah, just uh, I think it was really ahead of its time for a 1980s movie. And uh, it kind of had a different feel to the other kind of sci-fi movies at the time. Um, the shot of the future was amazing, and um, you know the whole time travel thing has always been interesting to me. That was exciting, and uh, yeah, just the the music, uh, the theme, the pace, everything was brilliant. What I love about this movie is the intensity of the Terminator when he reaches there and he's looking for Sarah Connor. You could feel the tension. A lot of that's to do with the music as well by Brad Fido. Oh, yeah. He really set up the intensity. It's like a heartbeat type of music. I think I saw an interview where he said he was just trying to create a heartbeat for the Terminator. And that's where that, and that music comes in when he's getting chased, when they're both getting chased by the Terminator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Schwarzenegger himself was so intimidating the way he just looks like huge. But he also looked cool as well with his like leather jacket. Yeah, shades. Yeah, he was perfect. He was perfect, man. It was, yeah. uh, I guess and, uh, that was his uh, breakthrough, right? Like aside from Conan the Barbarian, that was his big, big uh, breakthrough role. Yeah, and they had like you know his first catchphrase, "I'll be back." And it was a low budget movie that made a lot of money. I think it made like seventy eight million in the end in America. <laughs> and it was just like everything was perfect about it. It was just, it didn't do anything that it didn't need to do and just stuck to the basics, but it did it so well. And the characters is what really drives the movie. Uh, yeah. What did you, uh, let, let's go through the characters. I think like, what, what do you think? First of all, of Kyle Reese? I also like Kyle Reese. I think he, the, the actor played that role magnificently. Uh, Michael Bean. Michael Bean, yeah. I always yeah, like Michael yeah. Bean from Alien as well. Was it Aliens 2? I believe he, he came in. Aliens, yeah. Alien 2, which is called Aliens, yeah. This vulnerable, like, I like how they made him the opposite to Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, he's not like a pumped up guy. He's not intimidating. He's vulnerable. You know, he's, he's quick. He's smaller. 
Yeah, yeah. And I like the hidden depth that he's actually in love with Sarah Connor from the future as well. So yeah. he's desperate, and I think Michael Bean just played it perfectly. I don't think he could play anyone else <laughs> in that role. As evidenced by the line where he says to Sarah Connor, I came back in time for you, Sarah. <laughs> A close-up of his face, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, so he, he just fell in love with the picture and stories. But that he makes it work, though. Somehow. Yeah, but you got to remember, the future he's from, you have to hold on to anything. With machines trying to kill you all day. So that was, <laughs> yeah. that was his escape, right? Just hearing the stories and seeing the picture. It was escape from reality where he was, so. Yeah. Yeah. And, was, uh, yeah. He played it great, so I, I liked this character. I like Sarah Connor. As a whole, Sarah Connor is one of my favorite characters of all time. Just because of the evolution you see from Terminator 1 to Terminator 2. Like, like her, the way her character is in Terminator 2, we'll talk about that movie later too. Just, it really does drive forward from this movie. Here she's like young, she's naive, she's kind of a coward, and she's the opposite in Terminator 2. But she played the naive young girl really well too. All, all the actors in this movie were amazing even from the cops and everyone they like i think with a low budget they just went with good actors who could do the job well yeah i thought she was great too i mean uh it was by the end of the movie she kind of transforms right but um yeah she played that really well and uh i think she had good chemistry with michael bean too you know and uh yeah she was great and i think that was like one of the first movies aside from aliens that had a strong female um character in it in an action sci-fi sense. Yeah, yeah, and by the end of it, yeah, but like th- throughout the movie, she's just basically gets saved by uh, Kyle Reese. Kyle Reese, yeah. But yeah. And think, um, what do you think about Arnie, good old Arnold Schwarzenegger? I think, yeah, like I, like you said, I think it was perfect. Um, the less he said was actually better because you want to believe he's a machine, not a human. So the fact that he talks very minimum in the movie makes it more intimidating. He's just going and he just wants to assassinate. He doesn't care about anything else. Yeah, I think Arnold Schwarzenegger was perfect for the role. Uh, his body language, even his accent, uh, it just went along with the like the feeling of, you know, this guy is like a machine and he's just there to kill people. Well, And he doesn't care. He He's on a mission. And he doesn't care who he kills to get there. And he's likable too, in a way. Like, he looked cool. So, like, as a kid, you're like, oh, man, he looks kind of cool too. So, like, it was perfect because, like, if if you have someone annoying or someone do, overdoing it, you'll be against the Terminator, but you won't actually like think he's cool. So I think this movie did a lot of things. Like, you kind of liked the Terminator for being like a badass as well. Yeah, he was cool. I think that that was that was the main thing. But also the physicality of him just being so intimidating, so big, and saying so little. Like, you genuinely felt scared that he's gonna, you know, catch up with uh, Linda Hamilton. And Kyle Reese, and uh, that made it exciting. And the fact that he had an accent kind of went with the whole persona of the machine. Because in those days, you didn't have many big-time act- actors with a different accent, other than American or British accent. You didn't have anyone else big at that time. Like, he was starting to become... Yeah, that's true. That's true. But yeah, yeah perfect movie, perfect soundtrack. You kind of feel like, how can they top this if they ever made a sequel kind of thing? But yeah, they somehow did it with Terminator 2. Yeah. I mean, uh, one of the things that I really liked about the movie is uh, this, the scene in the future 
I think everyone was really excited about that. It was pretty cool. What do you think of that? That was okay. Like, yeah, they showed a bit of like Calories flashbacks, fighting machines. But I kind of seen that stuff before in like TV shows. So I, I like mainly just the fact that there's a machine trying to chase them and kill them. And how are humans going to take a machine out? Especially with like 1984 weapons. In the future, they show they have like laser guns and stuff. So you're just wondering how is Kyle Reese actually going to take the Terminator out? And the way he does is just, yeah, it's interesting the way they do it. Yeah, I think the other thing that was a trip was like Kyle Reese is ends up being John Connor's father. So Kyle Reese is a soldier in the future that John Connor sends back in time to protect his mother. And then Kyle Reese and uh, Sarah Connor get together for a night. And then John Connor's born. It, uh, that was always uh, one of the cool things, trippy things about the film. Yeah, I don't want to go too much into the whole like time travel thing. You can talk to hours about it. Like I'm just taking it face value. It's just a movie. Just go in there yeah. and enjoy it. Some people overthink it. Like it's not realistic anyway. So like, why are you trying to overthink the time travel aspect? No, I just th- I just think it was cool. Like you didn't expect that like, when you first watched the movie. You wouldn't yeah. expect that, right? Yeah, I mean, but there's other people like on Reddit and stuff that just like talk hours and hours. Oh, it's not realistic. Yeah, none of the movie is realistic, so who cares? Like, just enjoy it. Yeah, it's basically cybernetic uh, organisms for the future killing people. So, yeah, of course it's not real. For some reason, coming butt naked, too, through the time travel machine. <laughs> time travel machine can send people in the past, but it can't take clothes for some reason. Yeah. No clothes allowed, man. <laughs> so you have the Arnold Schwarzenegger butt-in-the-moon-bean walk as he's walking <laughs> towards. <laughs> But yeah, I also saw Terminator 2 first, so well, it was interesting because it is very dialed back compared to Terminator 2, but it's perfect for what it was. It shouldn't it shouldn't be over the top. This movie is just perfect. The low budget almost kind of helps it because they made it it made it realistic, even though it wasn't a realistic movie. Yeah, I think that's it was a, had that kind of gritty street uh, feel to it as well, you know. Yeah, very, uh, yeah, set in the nighttime, most of the movie. Yeah. And you really feel nervous throughout the movie. Like, you really feel like, oh, shit, Kyle Reese, look out. You know, he's coming right behind you. And yeah, it's you almost have... like that. Um, did you ever watch The Warriors? Do you remember that film? Yeah, I remember that movie. Yeah, it's always got that little bit of that Warriors feel where they're trying to, you know, run away and, you know, get somewhere and they're being chased and you're kind of pulling for them to get through. That tension, you know what I mean? Yeah, the whole movie is just tension till the end. Yeah. And and then obviously we said spoilers. Then you have the Kyle dying, which I didn't like. I just felt bad when that guy died because you, you really pulled for him throughout the whole movie. But he did what he said he would do. He would die for Sarah Connor, and he did. Yeah, I mean, I think it's all about sacrifice, right? That's what they're going for. So, yeah. So John Connor probably knew he was going to die when he sent him to. So John Connor is kind of an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kyle, yeah, but yeah, I think they say in the movie like you can only travel one way, so he was never going to see Kyle Reese again anyway. But <laughs> yeah, it's like good luck, man. <laughs> but he obviously knew he died. Yeah, <laughs> I was found that funny when I thought about it. Some people, these are the only two movies where some people actually do prefer the first one compared to the second. There's always the argument, and I can kind of see that, like. If you like that kind of movie better, because Terminator 2 is more uh, CGI as well, and 
yeah. a lot more Hollywood, I guess you could say, than yeah, part yeah, they, one. They, they stepped it up. They stepped it up in production and everything. So you want to get into T2? or? Uh... Yeah, we'll go to T2. But I think these two are the only movies where I've never seen anyone say that they think these movies suck. They might, no, some might say no. that, oh, yeah, it might be overrated, but everyone loves these movies, no matter who it is that watches them. Yeah, pretty like, much. Uh, yeah, I mean, I only know one person who in college, but it doesn't matter. Most people most people like Terminator 1 and 2. Then we get to Terminator 2, released in 1991. James Cameron directed again, but he co-wrote the script with a guy called William Wish. And... Set in 1995, actually. I couldn't remember that. But, yeah, it's actually set in 1995. Ah, so okay. John Connor now is like an 11-year-old kid. So basically the end of Terminator 1, Sarah Connor is pregnant. So this is 11 years ahead of that now. What makes this movie great is now Skynet sends a new type of Terminator from the future to come back and kill John Connor himself since they couldn't kill his mom previously. So they probably were working on like a better model. They don't want to fail again. So you have this weird, like liquid Terminator that can transform into almost anything. And what made this movie perfect was in the future, they never, they didn't, the humans did not send another human. They sent a reprogrammed T hundred. So now you have Arnold Schwarzenegger playing the good guy trying to save John Connor. And I always love that fact when you watch Terminator 1 and then Terminator 2 after, it always makes a great story. And by this time, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was a huge star. But this movie cultivated him to even greater heights, probably the biggest star in the world. Yeah, pretty much after this, he was uh, he was the number one action star in the world, you know, hands down. And, uh, yeah, he wrote that much in the 90s, so... Yeah, if it wasn't for this, he wouldn't do amazing movies like Junior. <laughs> 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 hey man, I'm Adam Robin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Jingle all the way. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful movies. <laughs> but another interesting aspect is they reversed a lot of things in this movie. If you think about it, Robert Patrick, who played the three one thousand, was also again the opposite of Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger: slim, smaller guy. He does not look intimidating. The way the guy portrayed the role, you start to get intimidated by him really quick. So he wins you over by his acting and his body language. Yeah, his face expressions were really scary. Like uh, almost uh, lack of expressions almost. They really worked like you believed he was a machine. And like you said, the, his body was really uh, helpful in the physicality of being like a fluid Terminator that can melt, that can take um, shape of... Uh, certain objects and other people. I think that was an interesting twist, like you could turn into other people uh, and pretend to be them and also mimic their voice, you know? Yeah, you had this Terminator who actually could act and pretend to be someone different. The D-800 can mimic voices, but he can't really act to be someone else. The T-800 just stays the same character, where this T-1000 changes his old personality, like when he's looking for John Connor in the arcade and he's asking the kids, it just looks like a normal cop. He's not talking like a machine. So he knows how to adjust. That's always an interesting concept that yeah. I always thought about later, not when I first saw the movie. Like, wow, yeah, like he actually can adjust a lot more than a T-800 
a hundred in a lot of different ways, not just like the physical stuff, personality wise as well. True, true that, true that. Did you, um, how did you, well, it's like, for me, it's like my favorite movie of all time. How did you rate it in your all time um, list of movies? Yeah, Terminator 2 is probably my favorite movie of all time too. I think I saw it in 1992. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is about it. It's just, it's a perfect action movie to me. It has. Yeah. Well, uh, we can get into like, what, what do you think? Why do we love it so much? You know what I mean? By this stage, it just had everything. It had awesome action. Uh, CGI was amazing for the time. So I haven't seen CGI like that at the time I was watching the movie. So it was the first like really yeah, cool that- effects. Soundtrack again, having like action. Guns N' Roses. You could be mine. At that time, Guns N' Roses were blowing yeah. up too. Well, they were already blown yeah, yeah. up, but like I was really into Guns N' Roses at that time. They were at their peak in in terms of fame. Yeah. You had uh, yeah, just like Arnold Schwarzenegger was awesome. Like he was just cool. Like I just I love that Terminator character, especially how that machine slowly is becoming more human because of John Connor. And just to show how he changed from the beginning to the end, uh, it gets you emotional too, the way he dies in the end. And again, the soundtrack helps a lot with that, The when the music kicks in, yeah. all that stuff. And then again, Linda Hamilton, like she really stepped up again. Like she's pumped up and she looks like a badass too right away. Yeah. And like, yeah, everything was perfect about this movie. Just as a kid, what else do you want? Like awesome action, your favorite action hero as the good guy. Cool sci-fi, great story. Pacing was amazing, and you didn't know what was going to happen. Like it was, you just going for the ride. Yeah, I think uh, you hit it there when you said uh, he becomes, he try, he learns how to become more human uh, as as the movie progresses. I think that was the crux of the movie, like what makes us human, and uh, you know the way the Terminator starts having uh, almost like emotions for John and an attachment to him, like a father would, you know. Uh, yeah, that was touching, and that was, uh, I think the movie had heart, that that was the thing, that uh, in addition to the action and all the great effects, really, really made it as great as it was. Plus, it had really dark scenes, too, like Sarah Connor dreaming about the Judgment Day on the fence. <laughs> She's <laughs> yeah. yelling, and she's like, no, John! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she tries to kill uh, the guy who, uh, what was his name? I forgot his name. I forgot his name too. That doctor who basically the scientist or whatever who uh, developed uh, who basically ends up developing the Terminator. Yeah, that's another interesting twist that or uh, Terminator or Sky, yeah, Skynet. Yeah, oh. Sky Skynet basically. So they found the remains of that arm left over from when Sarah Connor crushed the Terminator Terminator One. Yeah, and they received a chip, and they basically hid it from society, and they've been working on it how to use it. There is one more chip that it must be destroyed also. <laughs> Another thing we should mention is, yeah, Sarah Connor, they put Sarah Connor in a mental hospital, like trying to make it that she's just gone crazy, even though they know they received the arm and the chip. And yeah, yeah the atmosphere of the whole movie too. This goes different paces, different moments. Like when she's in the mental hospital and the guys and the caretaker is like licking her, like it's all very tense and like, uh, I don't know, it's perfect pacing. Yeah, I think they really stepped up the tension from part one to part two, and uh, you know the the kind of the feeling that you're being hunted—that's probably the best way to put it—by um, this machine that just won't give up. And 
Yeah, it was brilliant. I, I also like uh, wanted to mention Edward Furlong's uh, acting and his. Uh, he was really good. I think he also made the movie. Without him, I don't think the movie would be what it was. Yeah, he played that spoiler brat, but also clever really well. Yeah, he's like cool. hacking into ATMs and uh, you know he's got his little moped and everything. Making fun of his mom, but secretly he just really misses her, and he goes from foster home to foster home, like yeah. And then when he like figures out his mom was telling the truth, this the whole is like like going back and uh, I love that scene when they go back to get uh, Sarah Connor from the hospital. Yeah, and he walks out of the elevator and she sees him. She thinks it's the Terminator from Terminator One. And then he does the classic line from Kyle Reese, "Come with me if you want to live." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the whole yeah, it was just cool. Like the whole movie was cool, and like you wanted to be Schwarzenegger again. You're rooting for the underdog. True that. True that. You're watching how this T1000 is like. He could do anything. Like transform into different people, and like even like he could just even if he bust his ass up, he can join back together. Whatever that material is made up of. Yeah. Yeah. Like when he's chasing them in the car and they shoot his hand off and that metal stays in the car for a while. Like, yeah, it was, it was cool. Like, I, yeah. This movie had everything you wanted from an action movie. It had emotions. It had great action. It had like great, a, great one-liners too. Great one-liners. Your foster parents are dead. The, <laughs> and the main guy is like a big star that everyone likes, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. And they brought back the same like characters, like Sarah Connor, same characters. So like yeah, that was cool, like same actress. Instead of changing it up, like that would have messed it up too if they didn't have the right one person. Oh yeah, Linda Hamilton was really great in that movie. Both her, movies, but... but the way she plays that tormented, like desperate, like the badass yeah. tormented. I thought she did amazing in this role. Like it's underrated. Yeah, especially part two. Yeah, she really like yeah tortured, awesome. like tortured and like. When she's about to kill that scientist and stops and has a breakdown, like it was great acting. I think it was like a lot of people they don't talk about how good an actress she was actually in these movies. Yeah. Most underrated, most underrated, definitely. And of course, yeah, it had all the one-liners that you'll never forget. It had "I'll be back again" yeah. because you told me to. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was mainly about a machine being a father figure for this kid. Hasta la vista, baby. baby. And then, of course, like the ending, just how tense it is, how cool it is with all that lava and all that stuff. Like, yeah. And the emotions that the guy's willing to sacrifice himself, the robot, for humanity. He knows that he can cause a problem in the future. So he'd rather terminate himself. Well, he can't terminate himself. I cannot terminate myself. So he gives it to Sarah Connor. But you must lower me down. <laughs> and the slow trust that Sarah Connor starts getting for this Terminator throughout the movie. And yeah, the everything just went perfect again. Like kind of like Terminator One. It's like the music, the action, the actors, everything. There wasn't one weak point in these whole movies. Even like uh, John Connor's friend, like even that guy in small role with his mullet <laughs> was pretty good. <laughs> that guy was really rocking that mullet in that movie, though. Man. <laughs> hey, John, you better get out of here. There's a cop looking for you. <laughs> he used to find a barber and look for a haircut, man. But, <laughs> but that movie has a lot of cool scenes too, like. When John Connor's running in the back of the mall and he suddenly sees our smart snigger with the box of flowers, kind of like a Guns N' Roses reference there too, because he pulls out a gun from there and then he crushes yeah. the flowers. Get down. And then, because at this point, you don't really know who's the bad guy, who's the good guy if you haven't seen any trailers. So at that scene, yeah, true. you don't know who's trying to kill him and who's trying to save him. 
yeah, that just sets the whole movie like cat and mouse game. But yeah, this movie had a lot more emotions, I think, than Terminator 1. So yeah, the emotions in this movie are great. From the Terminator's relationship to John Connor, John Connor reconnecting with uh, his mom, Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor trying to trust this Terminator. Sarah Connor going back into society after all this time. Even the scientists and his family, like when they realize that that scientist is the cause of, you know, Judgment Day, basically. And that's how he tries to fix it, too. Like, it's a lot of emotions, human emotions. Terminator 2 is like a perfect movie in my head. I can't change one thing about it. Yeah, I agree with that. It was perfect. Even Uh, Arnold's probably what's our favorite movie. Even Arnold's, like, uh, introduction scene. Like, it sets the mood of the movie. Like, oh, man, this is cool. Like, the way he goes into that bar. I need your clothes, your boots, your motorcycle. (laughs) 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 Then then back to the bone music. Back to the bone. Then (laughs) steal the sunglasses. Motorcycle. Like, everything that was cool in the the 90s. The look was so cool. The look was so cool. Like, even the poster, right? (laughs) Black shades, black leather, Harley, you know, or whatever, more bike. Yeah, that's cool. And yeah, and uh, yeah, like I said, everyone did a great job. Uh, Robert Patrick. Yeah, they all did a great job. Yeah. Even the doctor who's like psycho yeah. and analyzing Sarah Connor. Like you really hate that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Even the scientist guy, the the guy um is he Miles or Yeah, Miles, something Miles, yeah. But uh, yeah, like uh, even his acting when he finds out that he basically created <laughs> he destroyed humanity <laughs> I think I'm going to throw up <laughs> yeah that's his reaction <laughs> then he also sacrificed himself when he knows he got shot to save it so yeah. uh, the whole yeah. movie is sacrifice I suppose yeah it's all this it's all a cause to save humanity basically that's quite a big looks like he won't be taking to his kids to that water park <laughs> no <laughs> no he won't <laughs> But yeah, both of these are perfect movies. Even Terminator 1, like even if I, in imaginary world, I had more budget. Obviously, you could fix the CGI a bit, like when he's in the mirror taking his eyeball out. But anything other than that, you you wouldn't change a single thing. Yeah, aside from the special effects, everything was perfect and still holds up. Obviously, special effects don't really hold up for part one. But um, even some, some of part two, but it still works for part two. But yeah. I would change that, but uh, yeah, two great movies by a great director, and you can see that. Where was that Terminator that they kind of revamped? They mixed Terminator one and two together with the girl from uh, Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, Terminator Genesis. Yeah, even that you could tell them it has the same kind of plot in the beginning, but having the right actors, the right atmosphere, the right director changes everything. It does. It does. Genesis, you didn't really care. It's just like, oh yeah, cool. That's a throwback to the old movie. You didn't really like Kyle Reese. You didn't like. You didn't feel it. No. So casting, I think, these kind of movies is really important, and the way the directors sets the tone. Yeah, that's why. Bad. That's why no other director can really justify the tone of Terminator. The, re- the other Terminator movies are just generic movies in my head. I mean, uh, Terminator Three has grown on me a little bit, but I don't. It's okay. You know, it's not bad. Compa- I guess maybe because the ones after it were so bad that it makes it look a little better. But uh, it still doesn't have that magic at all. Yeah, because James Cameron, you can't have Terminator without him directing it and writing it and setting the tone. 
Lost no Edward Furlong, no Linda Hamilton. That's why I don't like Terminator 3, is they replaced Edward Furlong with some annoying guy. <laughs> it didn't feel like a John Connor. I mean, he shouldn't be John Connor. Uh, and it's just a mess. The whole like franchise after is a mess. Like then John Connor grows up to be Christian Bale. Like, come on. From that guy from <laughs> Terminator 3, like you can see Edward Furlong growing into that Christian Bale, but you, like the guy in three, like the whole like series after is just a mess, I think. They try yeah. to fix it, but they just keep yeah. messing it up more. Yeah, that's the thing. They keep trying to fix it. And like even uh, the last one was James Cameron came back as a, one of the producers. But even he couldn't save it, you know, because he didn't direct it. He didn't write it alone. He had like seven writers or something. And I've, I've never seen it, but I heard it's pretty bad from everyone who's seen it. I see it's really bad. It flopped badly. and Yeah, it flopped. I think the main thing that pissed everyone off is right in the beginning, they just overturned Terminator 2, which is the most beloved Terminator movie of the franchise. And then you're going to try to overwrite it. It was a dumbass move. People didn't like it. Basically, spoiler, they show like multiple Terminators were sent back in time. So John Connor's chilling in a beach somewhere with Sarah and he gets shot dead. And it's like, okay, you just overturned everything cool about Terminator 2, which is everyone's favorite Terminator movie and you think it's going to work. No, it's not. That's what's super flop. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Get the shit out of here, man. And like, why would you send, you can only send one person at a time, one Terminator. Like that, that was another stupid thing that these Terminators just multiple Terminators are just sent through time. But obviously that's not the case. And I don't mind strong female characters. Like I said, Sarah Connor is one of my favorite characters of all time, man or female. That's why I, I was excited to see her. But after I heard the plot of the movie, I didn't even bother watching. This movie was overdoing it with the whole, uh, Oh yeah. Everyone's a female. So like the new John Connor is a young Mexican girl. The one protecting her is like a, hybrid but she's also a girl then sarah connor is a girl like yeah. that kind of stuff should be done organically this looked like forced like oh it's 2019 2020 let's make a movie that pleases everyone and it should be done organically not forced that's why i think people realize them they're like this is horse shit you can't force that kind of stuff on it, it should be done naturally yeah. like how I was, it was kind of, yeah. I was surprised how badly it bombed it bombed really badly right like from what i remember yeah, it was pretty bad, uh, but yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> but Schwarzenegger, just, yeah, the 90s was his decade, I think. He was awesome. He was, him and Salon were my favorite action stars. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's my take on Terminator 1 and Terminator 2. So, if you, if you were going to make another Terminator, what would you do with it now? I don't know. Uh, part of me just feels like you should just leave it where Terminator 2 ends. Mm-hmm. But if there was going to be another movie, I would first make sure I bring back all the original cast. So you have to have Linda Hamilton. You have to have Edward Furlong and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. And maybe I would make it that that chip somehow did not get destroyed in the lava. Or earlier you see John Connor fixing Terminator up, and you know he knows technology. So maybe somehow he backed that chip up just in case he ever needed it. So maybe like if another Terminator was sent back in the future, in the, in the future in the movie, they capture it and they remove that chip and put this chip back. So you have the same Terminator from Terminator Two. I will make it something like yeah, you could bring back the actual memories from that Terminator Two to come back. Okay, I would. Uh, my thing is different. I would have a prequel, prequel series where um, Edward Furlong would be John Connor, 
fighting the war, and then it would end when he sends Kyle Reese back in time. So it'd be like a prequel. Slash. They kind of do that, but yeah, I guess they tried to do that future John Connor movie. Yeah, they did. But, um, but like, yeah, like the actual future war, how the war started, and then, you know, John Connor sending that Terminator, capturing a Terminator, reprogramming it, putting it back. Like something like that, but there could have been a many, many options, but unfortunately no one got it right, and I think now it really is dead. Yeah, because now everyone associates Terminator with Arnold Schwarzenegger, with these yeah. characters, and you can't really deal with anyone else. Like a lot of people. No. They still believe Christopher Reeve is Superman, which is why not everyone really, even though I, I like uh, Henry Cavill, I think he's awesome, and he does a great job as Superman. But in everyone's hearts, they still think Christopher Reeve is Superman, and no one else should be Superman. That's why like Superman Returns was not like a huge hit. It did not like make other movies with the actor. Even Man of Steel, even though I, I don't like Man it, of Steel, but they still never made like a sequel to it, right? So it wasn't like a huge hit because then if it was, they would pump money into it to get more money. Like certain characters are only done with certain people, and you shouldn't mess around with it. Like I think Terminator Two should just be left where it is and end it like that. Mm. If you can't bring back the whole cast again. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. So what are your favorite top three Arnold Schwarzenegger movies? Oh, uh, I guess, uh, damn, that's hard. Terminator 2, Terminator 1, and... No, no, wait, wait. Terminator 2, Predator, and Kindergarten Cop, maybe? It's difficult, man. Yeah, I'd probably go for those three. Mine, I don't know if I have a top three, but Terminator 2... Number one for sure. Then on different days will be something different, but Kindergarten Cop and Terminator One or Total Recall. Like you can mix them around, but yeah, I love Predator. I love Commando too, but you can mix them around pretty much. All right, this has been the Fillmore podcast, and we will be back next time. Thank you very much for listening. Peace.